to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast Room Stove Crew Number One, Numero uno, as they just reminded me, they are number one in many respects, as they say. And I'm going to have the crew introduce themselves, uh, starting with their leader. I'm Mariah Tejada, San Francisco, California. Kevin Moore, Clarkston, Michigan. Dave Slates, Clarkston, Michigan. Diana Slates, Clarkston, Michigan. Caroline Chaperty, Delta, Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. We have uh, one two veterans and three newbies is that right yeah, correct. Yes. yes and this is our second day here uh working in san miguel duenas tell me about your day today what'd you do installed five stoves wow. completely Completely. No, the whole why is that an achievement for those who haven't been here? Because we managed to work between the raindrops and get them sealed as well as put in, and the holes got for the pipe. So. Yeah, so yesterday we had one out of three, one out of four that actually got installed. Was that yours? That was that was that. Number one. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Like I said, number one in many respects. Um, but to, yeah, so because of the rain. Uh, so Correct. this is the rainy season in Guatemala. Rains five months out of the year, almost every day, but it usually doesn't start until three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And that has been true, I would say, nine out of or ten out of the twelve years. I mean, we just usually do not have rain this time of year. It's actually mm-hmm. called a canicula, which is an Indian summer. It usually starts about this time and we have not had to deal with rain during the day. I, I mean, it's been a long, long time. Yeah, it's good for us, bad for the farmers. You know, they, they want the rain. But uh, so we are very nervous when it started raining yesterday and then again today. But you guys did all the I don't know years. how. It just ended up in between all the rain. Right. We lucked uh-huh. out. We yeah. really did. Yeah, Cause cause it, it rained did when we rain. walked to our stove and then it stopped. So we were able to silicone them. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. That's great. So, uh, tell me about one of the homes. Tell me about one of the homes that was memorable for some reason today. The, the last one was the memorable one for me. Why is that? Is because um, they were so thrilled to have the stove done mm-hmm. because if you looked at their wall, they'd had a fire. Oh, really? A yes. fire? Yeah, the bamboo burned walls. The yeah. And the support system was burnt. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, not to the point they couldn't use it, but it was definitely burnt. Well, the other unique thing was there were three families that lived in there. So we put in two stoves and there was actually... No, that wasn't no, the last one. Oh, the that was the last one. <coughs> oh, no, you're right, the last the one. The last yeah. one is the... We should give us a whole yeah, I like the three. I like the three-family home. That's the one I remember Fresh because there's actually three families and they were all interested. We did two, two stoves in one home, but they had a, a regular... I don't know if it was a propane or what they ran the mm-hmm. oven off of. And they actually had an oven 
but they also obviously they they share a kitchen together for sure, and they had the rooms on the sides. So I thought that was interesting. So one of the things that we learned on Monday is uh, one of the things that makes this program unique from other programs is that they have families that are living in extreme poverty, dollar two dollars per day. But then they also have families who have progressed a little more, and uh, they call those in process. And then they have families who are almost ready to leave the program. So they might have like a propane stove or what have you. They could still use another stove because the propane is really expensive. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, when we first saw some of these homes, we're like, well, there's not that much need with this program. But then it was explained to us that Actually, these families have been in the program for about seven years, six or mm -hmm. seven years. They're ready to leave, which means they've actually progressed, which means there's there's been success with the program, right. that they're helping them, they're teaching them trades and education that they can be self-sustaining as a family. And so our, our early years, when we partnered with other organizations and we saw a, a home with a with a a gas stove like there, a propane, that'd be a phone call to the leaders, you know, like, oh, something shady's going on, you know, why is mm -hmm. this, they don't have a need. But now we see that, and it's like, oh, that's a good thing, because mm -hmm. that means this family's on their way out. So, uh, now I want to go back to the, the house that you said was black on the inside. I want to ask Mariah, because she's got a lot of experience in this. Was that was there an actual fire there, or was that just from them cooking over the open them, fire? From them cooking over the yeah. open fire, and that's like a huge marker of just the actual health problems down here, like with breathing, and just you can only imagine what their lungs look like if the walls look like that, and they're covered mm -hmm. from top to bottom in soot. Um, and so that's really why we do put the stoves in, and that's one of the reasons is because right. of the woman's health um, and just their ability to breathe. And these older women have really terrible respiratory problems because of having to cook over open fire, and so this reduces that by so much. It's like 90% of smoke in there. So that open fire is what actually burnt all of yeah. the Yeah, because if, if you looked next to where we put the stove in, they had an open stove kind of that she sells tortillas and right. so she's always cooking like that is her livelihood and so that's why it looked like there was a fire I mean it did look like there was a fire like if you didn't know anything I would totally think that that was a fire you know like it was covered in black it was just black yeah the first time I went in well and it is I think it almost smolders because the heat is mm -hmm. so hot and mm -hmm. if it's a keen I call it a keen wall it's actually corn stalks right Ooh. the wall mm -hmm. that are wired together right. they do they get they get burned and they do disintegrate mm -hmm. and those walls need to be replaced about once a year yeah I understood the wall part, and that's when I first looked at it. I thought it was her open fire that did it. What I didn't understand was the branch that they had supporting was burnt all the way across, and that's mm. what I couldn't figure out it's why. From the smoke, it's so hot. Like, I'm sure sometime this week, because we're doing five a day, you'll have a chance to experience being next to a fire while a family's cooking, because right. that happens a lot. And it is so intense and really painful to be building a stove next to a fire because it's just it stings your eyes and the smoke oh, in the right. room and yeah. um so like that's how those <clears throat> end up like that the heat yeah. is rising directly up too yeah. right so that's really hot those 
probably that roof is even getting hotter. But it is. It's hard to believe. You walk in a room like that, yeah. and it looks like, the, you know, like you see a, a restaurant fire, like pictures of a restaurant fire mm-hmm. or something like that. Everything's black. It and, looks that, like- and that's what it looks like. And that's what they live in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these low ceilings, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so heat rises and smoke rises, and so all, they're breathing all of that. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, First year, the early years, we had medical clinics, and we had not visited the homes. We weren't in the homes yet, and the doctors were like, we don't know what's going on. There's a lot of upper respiratory problems, and so they investigated, and and they're like, yeah, they're breathing all these carcinogens from Mm -hmm. the smoke just cooking over the open fires. It was... uh, it was shocking to the doctors because they'd never they'd never seen it. They couldn't figure out what was going on. So yeah, it's it's a huge, huge problem. Tell me about some of the families that you've met. Some of the people, some of the Guatemalans that you've met. Today, our first house. Um, this family, she. Okay, most of the families don't follow the instructions or like they do kind of about like what they're supposed to prepare and it's not necessarily even something they're supposed to prepare they're just like hey we're, you know heads up you'll need oil to clean at the end and a towel but this lady she had prepared all of it so clean and so just set up for us and it like made me want to cry even though it's not that big of a deal but she was so proud they had like got new lamina for the roof and she had set out everything for us so we knew exactly where it is. Because typically you're, like, running around, like, where's this piece? And they have it mm-hmm. hidden somewhere yeah. else. And, like, that's totally fine. But this lady had set it out. Like, she was prepared for us. And she would like, oil in a little container. And every time I asked her where something was, she's like, oh, it's right there in front of you. I was like, oh, I should have looked. Like, it's sitting right here. And that just, oh, that was so, I, like, wanted to make sure that the silicone was super clean. And, like, because, <laughs> you know, just her, it was just so precious. And she stood there, and she was so proud. And every time I had to ask her a question, she was just like, yes, like, what can I do? And she was just so grateful and so, just so, I think she was so proud of that day that she, like, got her stove. And that just, I mean, that was just something today that mm-hmm. stood out a lot and hasn't normally stood out. Um, she was so sweet. Mm-hmm. So sweet. But we didn't have family there because her children were either in school or the one was in preschool. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't get to see her family. Mm-hmm. She was the only one there in that house. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing, too, is that they subside. They have plants. They have animals. You can hear the chickens and you know that live right within the confines of the home in a lot of cases. And they're growing things and they have it all sectioned off. So that's, you know, their home is kind of, with so much time at home, I assume that's what they're doing. They're making sure they're constantly growing food or making it a, that whole area is being used for subsistence or the best of their ability. So there's a lot of plants in there. There's a lot of birds, too. Remember, too, they really had the, Two of them pets. had birds of the five. Right, right. Two of them had birds. Right. So that's it's their pet. So... What what did you say? I said they're very hard workers. That was, you know, my take from that, from all the homes that we visited today. Um, there wasn't anybody, just unless it was an elderly person, they were all pretty much wanting to be involved with the process as much as possible. So that was really cool. And the one house with the tortillas with the ladies, there's two other ladies at the entrance cooking tortillas. When we arrived, 
and they were still making them, but then when we left, they gave us a stack of tortillas. Oh, oh warm, hot. Oh, right <laughs> it smells like tortillas. <laughs> what, is, what is better than a fresh hot? We got back here, we ate them right away. <clears throat> yes, that's very cool. You can't, okay, try to describe them, because most people listening to this have never had one of these tortillas. How are they different from a tortilla at home? They're nothing like the ones that we <laughs> They're not they're, dry. They're tender. Yeah, yeah tender. They're tender. They're very easy to eat, and the flavor is wonderful from mm-hmm. the corn, the fresh mm-hmm. ground corn. It's hard to describe how different they are from what we eat in America. Yeah. Well, with yesterday, too, remember when we got the meats, and we, Dave was doing the same thing. We were making little, we were taking the meat and the rice and putting on there a little bit of lemon and rolling them up and they were really good mm. and, you know or we just today we just put some salt um rice said yeah just get some salt and it, put a little bit of salt on them and just a little bit of coffee is really good but we'll have to get the real experience it was table salt we'll have to get some you know Rock real salt, salt. <laughs> sea salt, <laughs> sea salt. <laughs> yeah there's so many little cultural Differences, isn't there? Like at the at the lunch, so we had a formal lunch that was prepared for us by mm-hmm. the the ladies of the village, and uh, I had several people ask me, "What's that white stuff in the bowl?" Mm-hmm. I said, no, "That's oh, yeah. that's salt." Yeah. You know, the the tradition here is to to take pinches of salt, right. and it's a coarse. I don't know if it's rock salt or I don't know what the mm-hmm. official term is, but it's a coarser salt it's than like a table salt. salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. a sea salt, right. and and you take a. You know, a pinch of that, and you put it on your plate, and you season throughout your meal. And uh, but we're not used to seeing this giant bowl of white sea salt. No, in there. Yeah. no spoon. You right, know, it's right. just centuries ago, there used to be just a little tiny dish like this that set at every place setting, and the salt was placed in that. And really? that's how this tradition went when you would do it like mm-hmm. that. You pinch it on your yeah, own. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But every individual had bowl, their though. own little thing. Right, so bowl. nobody else's fingers was in your bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what would, if you had one word to describe your experience so far? Rewarding. Rewarding. Well, you didn't think hard on that at all. What? No, because every time you left, when you were done, they were so grateful. It showed so much. They couldn't thank you enough. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. Today and the one yesterday, I think. Mm-hmm. They just are so grateful and so mm-hmm. anxious for you to get there. Mm-hmm. That was the surprising part for me, that the women would be at the your house you were working. The next woman would be there to make sure you <laughs> yeah. got to her house. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let you get away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They were so anxious. Yeah. But it, like I said, it was so rewarding. I think sometimes that it's almost selfish of us because we get so much blessing from giving. That it's almost, mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's selfish to want them to be grateful. Or I don't want them to be grateful, but I feel like, you know, it's mm-hmm. a selfish thing because they are so grateful. Yeah, it's it's a whole lot easier to love someone who's grateful for <laughs> yeah, exactly. the affection. Exactly. But I think there's a pride thing, too. I really see that they're so proud that they've gotten to this point. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Don't you think? Yes. Oh. It's just, they're just, you just see it's all over. It's, it's 
when they lead you to this spot where this is going, you can see the pride in their yes. face when they're leading you to yes. where the stove goes. Mm. Yes. Exactly. It's like so they, they worked hard to get to that point, and this is the next step. This is yes. Like yes. In yes. their journey. Yes. It's Christmas exactly. morning, step friend, yeah. right? It's a yeah. great yes. way to put that. I've never thought of it that way, but it is. <clears throat> this is we've now moved into a new level of living. Yeah. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. And that was from day one, from yeah. our first one that we installed. Exactly. Right. And you're going to see that boy. all week. Every yeah. each one, you, you can see that same yeah. excitement. Big smiles. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, you know, it's so hard to to translate every word and every sentiment. But one of the words that was lost in the translation <clears throat> the other day when they were introducing, remember they were introducing the volunteer ladies who have been the first mm-hmm. one? Yeah, yeah, the first day and they were <clears throat> introducing them and several of them used this word and you said they they really work really hard and they're really proud. The word is luchando, which means we we are here fighting. It's, the literal translation is fighting. Like we're we're here fighting every day. Yeah, they are fighting mm-hmm. for existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can yeah. see that on their face. And when you have to fight for something, yeah, you really appreciate it. Right. Yeah. I think that's where so much of that mm-hmm. they appreciate. Such things that we, you know, obviously take for granted, but little things, mm-hmm. it's like, yes, because yeah. they had to fight for it. Yeah. You know? And they're not going to let anybody take it away from them. <laughs> <laughs> and like you say, they were, they're proud. And like when they would give us something at the end, they they were very proud to give us something. Well, the one was the yeah. water, and their faces were beaming when they were handing us mm-hmm. that water. They were looking at you to say thank you, you know. It was really sweet. Yeah, a huge you know? bowl of bananas. Was it apples? No, apples plantains and, and plantains. Plantains, yeah. right. Apples. There's a big bowl, though. Yeah, I gave it. Oh, I saw that bowl in the yeah, back room. Yeah, yeah. What, like you told us, though, you know, take it grateful to it. It was almost like, you know, it was tempting to just say, please don't give it to us. But she was glowing, and so we just yeah, said, okay, exactly. right? So, uh, but, again, she was so excited. I'm sure it was made her feel great to give us something in return. So mm-hmm. it was a graceful thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. So rewarding. How about other one-word descriptions of your experience so far? Blessed. Blessed. Mm-hmm. blessed. I'm blessed, yes. How so? I just, I think it helps us keep seeing these things, being part of this process. You know, it just, it keeps you humble. Um, you know, it brings you back to reality where, you know, we are blessed um, compared to, you know, these people feel they're blessed, but we are over the top. Mm-hmm. And it's, it just, you know, it's it makes you want to just keep things real. Keep them simple. Keep it real. And just be happy with the simple things, I think is... Oh yeah. What are, what are some of the things that have made you feel? How how would you describe to someone who's not been here that sense of, well, I'm over blessed compared to this family that we've spent some time with in their home. What are some specific things that come to mind when you think this is an example of why I'm over blessed? Well, I think that you compare our lifestyles to theirs. 
and they live and with so much less than us and still smile and they're still happy and it, it really it, it's almost it's embarrassing I think I mean I walk away from it like we have no no I mean there's nothing to complain about nothing I guess that's what I take away from it shame on me Help me describe the life. You mentioned the lifestyle. Describe a bedroom, a kitchen. The thing about the, the clothing. Home, the thing about the homes that, I mean, I knew it was there, but when I see it, it really surprises me. Is the dirt floors? Mm. I mean, without even thinking, when we were cleaning <clears throat> off the stove, I didn't want to put what we were cleaning off on the floor, and then I realized this is a dirt floor. You know. Mm. But it's still their home, though. And it's their and home, and I didn't want to offend them by brushing yeah. it off on their dirt yeah. floor. Yeah. You know, but mm -hmm. I, I really wasn't sure what to do. Mm -hmm. But it, it's shocking to actually see it. It's one thing to hear it and know it's there or see pictures of it, but to really walk into it and see it and feel their surroundings is a whole different thing. Because when you feel it, you know there's a huge difference. I mean, you look at it in a picture and you go, in your mind, you go, yes, we have so much more than they have. But when you're actually standing there in their environment and you see the dirt floor and you see them growing corn in a one single row along a wall, you know, and the plants, and it, it just is overwhelming. What did you think? Well, one of the things I was just thinking as we are thinking talking about that is if we have to have some work done at our house, then we have to call someone in to do that. They come in and we're off somewhere else, right? And they're working on it, and when they're done, <clears throat> they're done. But here, as we're working on this, they're all standing there watching. Mm -hmm. They're all so pleased that someone would come and help and install the stove from them, that they wanted to watch the whole process. Has ownership in huge difference. This is this is not just fixing an appliance. I, I like what you said earlier. Like this is stepping into a whole new level of station in life, and right. yeah. And you can see on their face that they know this is the next step, and they've been preparing for it, and they've been waiting for it. Mm -hmm. And working for <clears throat> Other one word summations, experiences? Well, I always said humble, and I think, uh, mm. but just going back to your last question, no walls. You know, like you said, corn cob walls. You know, who would ever thought that? Uh, no, we, we would say there's no privacy, yet they live in community with each other. And, they, you know, they work together, and, you know, it's so different, and you don't run to your home and close your, like we do. We close the doors and we turn on our TV sets, right? And we're living in this isolation from other people, and this is a community. And even though, you know, every house you went into, you would hear chickens next door or something next door, and but then they all knew each other, and they, they were all very friendly, and, you know, I, you just felt that sense. And, of course, 
you would see uh, either older father or mother living with them too. So uh, they take care of themselves and within their families and within each other. But we have this privacy and we go home and close all the doors and we turn on our TV sets and we go into another world. We don't have the same community uh, and the experience that they do of sharing that every day. So, so, so different. And the average American or maybe Western world would freak out if they had all of a sudden had that lack of privacy. Mm. Oh, by the way, where's their bathrooms at, guys? <laughs> There's yeah. not bathrooms and showers <laughs> in these places, right? Mm. And, you know, they're hauling in water. And uh, Caroline was asking me where they do the laundry. And we de- we saw the cent- some central tubs in some of the mm-hmm. uh, places. But that I told her that was probably top-end laundry mat there, right, the tubs. So, uh and you walk in with water, and where's the bathroom at? Well, not real sure. Around here somewhere, but I think there are more community too, right? So it's, and we would, the average Western world person would freak out. Um, but I guess it's what you grow up with and you manage, right? And they're very comfortable with that. Yeah, I don't know if they're comfortable with it, but they. <laughs> Accept it. Accepting, maybe. You know, right. I, I, I would be curious to. That'd be a hard question to ask. You'd have to have a lot of trust. But uh, yeah, for them to be honest, I used to know from my wife's experience, and she didn't grow up in a village. She was a city girl, but uh, grew up very poor. Um, and it's hard living with basically no walls and the sound. It's a loud country. Just, lot yeah. of sound mm-hmm. right uh, buses and motorcycles and trucks and you know, construction noises and and radios and you know people playing music and festivals and parties and stuff and yeah it can be very 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 challenging it creates a lot of patience but you're right a sense of community we're all in this together don't have a choice. Yeah, I guess it's not optional. Anyway. It's not optional. So you make the best of it. I guess that's a better way to look at it. Yeah. Wow. After four years, it's like coming up with a different thing. I don't know. It's always a different experience. Today was a hard one. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. Hmm. I think I just, I don't know. I just felt like I saw things differently than I generally do, and it just kind of broke me a little bit Mm. Justin I think we they live so humbly Mm. and it's insane to watch and to witness and to walk in and then to come back and have a hot shower Mm. you know and walk into Antigua and go shopping in the market and it just oh, yeah I had one of those days <laughs> it's good that you can still have one of those days sometimes yeah. you know it just becomes the norm normal you know and you don't you don't see it or feel it anymore yeah that's a good thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 
we're humbled and honored that you would come and share yourselves, your talents, your hearts, and your spirit of generosity and the spirit of Christ with our dear brothers and sisters in Christ here in Guatemala. Uh, I don't ha I don't have because. I have my role. I don't have near as much time as I would like to spend with each of you and to be able to personally thank you. So I like to take this moment now in case I don't see you between now and when you get on the plane. <laughs> uh, thank you. We want to thank you for starting yes. the program so that we could do this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks our, for accepting us. It is our privilege. Uh, it is our privilege. So on behalf of Don Reese, myself, the children, and son Miguel Duenas, thank you for your service to our Lord and to his children, and thanks for sharing your stories on the podcast. Amen. Our pleasure. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying, Dios te bendiga, may God bless you. Vaya con Dios, go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.